from the moment that I heard what this series was going to be, I knew that the what I wanted to do was was really to write and read a letter to my younger self. And so you're going to get to hear that in a few minutes. And um, as a creative preaching pastor, uh, I really felt like that was just, you know, right in that wheelhouse and, uh, of, of creativity. It wasn't until I was beginning to look at the text, though, that I knew what I would be talking about. And um, the the guide that I use is Dr. Wilda Gaffney's The Woman's Lectionary for the Whole Church. And, and I want to make a note uh, that there's a different sermon in this text, uh, possibly even a better sermon about the importance and power of listening to a woman in the midst of men in positions of power. Younger me would not have been ready to hear that letter before hearing this one. So I want to invite you along uh, to this letter to a younger me 15 years ago, a 19-year-old young man. Dear David, you're 19 and you're about to be medically discharged from the Navy. This is the crushing of a dream. You'll spend more time in the medical separation unit than you did in basic training. It's going to be hard. In the coming years, you'll spend time in inner city New Orleans, and this will honestly shape a lot of how things come to be as they are for you right now. Let me back up for a minute. You spent, David, the last five years uh, wanting to serve in law enforcement and be in the military, and you've made those things kind of a hallmark of your personality. Uh, that and what I can now tell you is, um, in a loving way, kind of embarrassing, though genuine commitment to your white evangelical Christian culture that you have encased yourself in. When you hear about some of the things we're going to get up to, you'll have a hard time believing me, but hear me when I tell you. Honey, empire and its trappings, ain't it? There's a woman you've not heard of yet. Her name is Dr. Wilda Gaffney, and she is a brilliant Old Testament scholar and Episcopalian priest. After your formal and informal education, you'll realize that almost all of, if not all of, the information you've taken in about the Bible and theology and structurally and those kinds of things were from white men. So you've spent the last two years or so almost exclusively reading and listening to women and women of color about their experiences with religion, and the Bible and its texts and what it means and how it works. So Dr. Gaffney, in uh, her comment about this Old Testament text for today, she says that monarchy is a bloody, messy business, making it a challenging metaphor for God. She is referring to uh, chopping the head off of this guy and tossing it over the wall to kind of solve a problem that's gone on, right? Um, yes, okay, there's there's a problem. There's something happened. We're going to cut this guy's head off. We'll get it squashed. Good. The other way to think about monarchy, though, sweet boy, is empire. In the next 15 years, you'll understand that empire and power will use whatever means necessary to create a them for your us to be against. Far from being about the way of Jesus and the love and grace poured out from him, empire wants to control your religion, wants to control your family, your work, your culture, and your money. Those and so many other things are the trappings of empire, and they will never offer you the love and the freedom you are so desperately seeking. I have to tell you one more thing, 
you are probably not ready to hear this and that's okay. The empire that I'm talking about and that we're going to continue to look at is not the government, is not the people in charge in the way you're thinking. It is Christendom. It's the church and its disastrous relationship to and with the rich and powerful of its day and the results of that co-opting. The empire took your religion that you had, that you were raised with, that you were steeped in to the point where you believed what you practiced and thought for your whole life was not only wrong, but evil. It put you in a place where you had to choose Jesus and God's kingdom over your friends and family when it came down to it. You'd need to be able to do everything you could to get them to come around to the right way of seeing things, or you'd be separated from them for all eternity. And that is scary enough for anyone to do the things you did and to have the conversations you had. Working to take white Jesus and white male God to the far reaches of the world, I'm here to tell you it's all okay. You'll find yourself thinking it's silly that you ever believed in some kind of eternal conscious torment. You'll be more inclined to understand any kind of life after death as good and whole and as has everyone, even the people you don't like. Yeah, baby. I love you too. Close the door, please. And even the most evil people you can think of. And that'll be hard. But the work it took to get there is good. The empire distorted the way you related to your family of origin and some of the ways we just talked about. And for the most part, those relationships are healed and happy and healthy these days. For a time, though, you still felt it necessary to develop your own family, your wife and kids, and the way that everyone around you in the evangelical church did. Strict obedience to you as the male head. Being well-behaved in public so others don't question your control for both your kids and your wife. Kids on track for baptism by five or six. Never mind that you didn't want them to have to pretend to not have the questions you'd always been asking. When your oldest says, I could be Jesus and you could be my Christians on the way home from church one day when asked about his Sunday school lesson, you'll tense up. And then laugh because he's three and absolutely not supposed to understand any of this. When your girls begin to call their tiny New Testaments their spell book of God and have scribbled all over every page, you remind yourself that they can't read the damn thing anyway, and they're not that far off, probably. You won't have family Bible study, and you won't spend too much time or energy trying to indoctrinate them into what you think. You'll work to live your life in a way that reflects Jesus to them, and you'll fuck it up and try to help them to understand the world as a good place that can always be made a little better by the way we inhabit the space around us. Your work, your culture, your money. There's a reason that the phrase or phrases about puritanical work ethic is out there. Empire wants to make sure that you know who daddy is. Sure, they'll tell you it's sky daddy, but when you look underneath, you'll see that it's money that it's 
capitalism. Empire is a slick bitch. You have and will continue to have dreams about who you want to be and what you want to do for work or make money to pay bills and live and those kinds of things. Unfortunately, you're going to meet a hard truth. You were told over and over again that you needed to go to this place and get this piece of paper to do the kind of work that you were convinced that Jesus preordained you to do at the beginning of time. Honestly, man, how did you listen to this kind of shit? They'll tell you to sign for the money. Don't worry, you'll be working and you can pay it back. They'll tell you, they won't tell you that the churches you work with will want you to be okay with making less than you're worth because... It's for Jesus. Get a second job. Get a third job. Fall asleep at the wheel. Total your car. It's for Jesus. The way you've been and will be convinced to devalue your education, your worth, and yourself will take time to detangle in therapy. Don't worry, though. You lock in a good one at a pre-licensed rate. You've been encouraged through weird manipulation to explore and to learn for yourself, but to distrust anything that empire doesn't hand to you. As you branch out from those things, you'll first wonder why you weren't supposed to engage with them. Then you'll understand that it's because they're dangerous to the control empire has over you. People will begin to be concerned for you. They'll tell you it doesn't matter what you may think about this or that as long as you still believe the really important stuff in the same way that Empire does. Then it'll be that it's okay for you to think something, but you probably shouldn't teach it as something that other people might be able to think about. And maybe you really shouldn't bring it up at all. This will hurt. It'll be painful. It will help you. It will help you see that the right time to leave is when nothing is wrong. And you will, buddy. You'll leave. You'll meet some people who are wonderful. People who want, to ask, want you to ask questions. People who aren't really convinced of much other than being committed to making the world around them better. You'll admit something you've known about yourself since you were a child, but were never in a safe cultural or religious place to voice. Things will be in a good place when I'm writing this to you. The empire and its misordered priorities, its misguided principles, and many other things are worth stepping away from. But it'll take you some time to do it. It is complicated and it is hard. However, the kingdom of Jesus and people committed to the love and change he introduced can be just what you need to step into.